What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, here we go again. It's another installment of the Chris Van Vliet Show. Thank you for downloading this. And I, I thanks for hanging out with me on these. You know, I feel like if I wasn't, um, you know, making these, I'd be listening to the show. You know, I'd, I'd be a fan of the show. That makes sense, right? Uh, so you obviously clicked on the title. You saw it's another interview with Dolph Ziggler. And we mentioned it during this chat, but it's our 17th interview together. We had one that was broken up into two parts. So technically there's 18 interviews on YouTube that we've done together. But yeah, 17 interviews Dating back to 2011, the first interview we did was WrestleMania Access, WrestleMania 27 Access in Atlanta. It's a super short interview. It's not nearly as in-depth or involved as this one is or as these ones have been. Um, but, you know, we, we talk so often and it's like, how could you possibly have more things to say? This is our third interview we've already done this year and it's just July. But things always happen and things are always developing in the wrestling world uh, between each interview. So there's there's always something to cover. And we cover a lot here. Um, and you seem to have a lot to say about these, uh, you know, these podcasts. I appreciate the reviews you've been leaving on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the five-star reviews. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm going to read one on every single episode, kind of to say, uh, hey, you want to be part of the show? Just leave a review. It's that simple. Um, Vstev187, that's V-S-T-E-V-187, says, I took 27 seconds to rate the podcast. Now read my review. Jokes aside, it's very interesting. The audio quality is great, and his guests are either my childhood heroes or people that are currently prominent. Well, thank you, VSTEV187. I, I say it on all these podcasts. It takes 27 seconds to leave a review. So I made up that number. That's not like a fact. It doesn't actually take 27 seconds. It could take longer. It could take shorter. I don't know. You tell me how long it takes. In fact, leave a review <laughs> telling me how long it took you to leave your review. And uh, you'll be on the next episode. It's that simple. Um, but yeah, I think it takes about 27 seconds, maybe a minute and 27 seconds. Either way, it's not a long time. Just let me know. And these reviews help out so much uh, as we're getting going with the podcast. It officially turns one month old tomorrow. So thank you for being part of this. Also, thank you to Green Rose, our main sponsor of the CVV show. They're awesome. And not all CBD products are awesome. Not all of them are created equal. We've heard a lot about CBD over the last year or so. A lot of companies popping up trying to cash in on this CBD boom. And a lot of them, quite frankly, suck. Mm -hmm. Green Roads didn't tell me to say that. I'm saying that. A lot of CBD companies aren't very good. And they have low-quality formulas, and they don't even have CBD in them. But Green Roads is a pharmacist-founded company dedicated to improving the lives of people who take it. I take it. Uh, I swear by it. It's awesome. A couple drops of the CBD oil under your tongue or the uh, relaxed gummies have been great. 
And uh, it's just really, really been good for helping with anxiety and stress. Uh, use my code, Chris15, and you're going to get, man, what a guess. Yeah, 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. So Chris15 for 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. Lily Chris Van Felicia also brought to you by this microphone that I'm speaking into from Samson Technologies. They hooked us up with this pro podcasting pack to make us sound so great. You can check out their stuff at Samson Tech. Dot com. So we talk about a lot here with Dolph. Uh, he talks about his recent loss to Kevin Owens in 17 seconds at Extreme Rules. I asked him whether he thought that loss would help Owens or hurt Dolph more. He had an interesting answer there. He also said that Eric Bischoff hasn't officially started on SmackDown and he doesn't know when. He said he hasn't even seen Bischoff backstage. So it's always a blast talking to DZ. And here we go. It's round 17 with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Might, it might be 17 interviews, 16 interviews. I wouldn't doubt that that is very accurate. Yeah, yeah. but it's always good to see you, though. Uh, it is great to be seen. Yeah. 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 I, I, I have it's to almost ask. Like the, it's, uh, but it's like the, the novelty is worn off. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, we, we know it's almost like, what is, the, what is left? What stone is left to be unturned? Maybe for you. I'm yeah. always super excited to see you. Oh, well. I'm really good at faking it, usually. Yeah. Oh, with oh, with seeing each other, yeah. No, come on. Yeah. No, I just meant life. It's nice to see you here. We're uh, you know we're just miles from your adopted hometown. Yes. Of Hollywood, Florida. Yes. Uh, you're in the main event tonight. Uh, if you watch the show, and I, this isn't like some joke, like lately the main event, I've been out there. Yeah. Uh, televised and non-televised, main yeah. event in the shows and flying by the seat of my pants and having a good time doing it. The last time I saw you, though, you were on your vacation. You were oh, on your hiatus. God. How great was that? I don't, how great was it? That was all right. Three days in, I wanted to go back to work, so it was what? okay. Luckily, I was very busy. I had a bunch of stand-up shows and some stuff to do in L.A., so I got to stay busy, but three, four days in, I went, I got to get out of here. How long were you planning to be out for? I was hoping for six months. Okay. Or ever. That's and, not true. And then I was like, well, three months would be great. And a couple weeks in, I was asked and said, I, I go, I can't. I can't do it. So we got on, we, with a little bit of a, a, a Royal Rumble in there, Yeah, we had a couple, a couple weeks, but then a solid maybe two and a half months, which is more time than I've had off in 14 years combined. But the Royal Rumble was in your backyard. I happened to be in town for another booking. Yes, you told me this yeah. last time. It's so funny. It's, the, here's what's cool. Like, a bunch of people don't know this. We set up a DZ and Friends show a couple blocks away from the arena. And, of course, <laughs> unbeknownst to me that I would be on that show, the Royal Rumble show, and in the main event of the show, so I couldn't even get over to my other booking until... A little bit. We I think we started the show an hour late, but they. Uh, the, it was the cool thing about the DZ and Friends show is up on the screen they showed everybody the the Royal Rumble match, watched <laughs> it end, and there was about a 13 minute window where I rolled out, jumped in a cold shower, and ran across. I almost came over in my gear, you which would have been so great. Yeah. But we weren't waiting for just me to like run on the stage and do something. We had a couple people building up to it, so I had time to do a you know four minute show. You also needed the fans to get over there too. Also, everybody yeah. pouring out of there. I was I was walking in with a crowd of fifty thousand people out of that baseball stadium and a couple blocks over, and I was like trying to be nice. But I'm yeah. like, hey man, I'm forty five minutes late for my first job. This yeah. is a side job at the moment, and it was so funny. But we got, it ended up being an awesome show because those pay per views, um, not pay per views anymore. 
those awesome huge events have so many fans come in from different states and countries yeah. that uh, it's such a huge mix and it was in my backyard so I happened to be there it was great so you're saying that's your side job for now is comedy you know is the plan when you can't wrestle anymore for that to be your main thing uh, I don't know I just I want to be good at so many things I, I say this all the time when I'm talking about all our WWE superstars that they're renaissance men and women because you have to be able to go talk uh, to kids in a school. You have to be able to convince people on here that you're going to be the champion. You have to be able to go talk stocks with uh, different investors, go do commercials, do LA stuff, do crossover shows. And when you can do a little bit of everything, you can be put in a great spot. And I'm constantly put somewhere as a utility player, which I understand, but yeah. I know that still crushes my soul a little bit, but it still happens. <laughs> it's part of, well, what's left, but it's like, it's what happens, but I want to be great at acting wrestling, fighting for real, being able to go talk stocks and bonds, no politics on Fox News, go do something else and be able to do stand-up comedy, do improv, and then I go, here's everything that I've done to make myself better. If you can't help me, then maybe I need to be in a different line of work. What about the phrase though, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, or you chase two chickens, you catch none, you yeah. know? But if you already caught three of them chasing two, you, you you kind of know what the hell you're doing. Well, one there was an egg in one, and oh. then you have to figure out which came first. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so that's a that's some brain games and physical activity. Did you, know. you realize how much of a meme it should have been me turned into or would oh, turn into? Oh yeah, you know it's uh, no, I, I I just caught on eventually, and it's I know the doctors and lawyers of the WWE universe love to glom on to something that we say and make it into something, which is great, and I and I appreciate that to an extent. But all you have to do is have it apply. So if someone goes, if it's The Bachelor and he chooses some uh, some lady and you can show the, the girl who didn't get chosen, go, it should have been me and put me my face or something, that makes sense. Yeah. But when it's just like, uh, the Dodgers lost five to three today and you go, should have been me and it's my face. Like that doesn't apply to the meme. So you're ruining our garbage <laughs> meme culture already. So double ruining it maybe makes it better. I don't know. It's right up there with, give me what I want. Yes. And then, of course, Snitsky's, uh, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Yeah. It wasn't me, it's Shaggy. My bad. That's just Shaggy. <laughs> well, I interviewed him recently, and he's like, just dives right in. It's saying I, it wasn't me the whole oh, interview. I'm oh like, my God. that's awesome, Shaggy. Like, thank you for getting it. <laughs> Shaggy, live around here? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, I pictured him. Just no, chilling just, just in Miami. You. Just you living yeah. in Hollywood. Well, Florida. Hollywood area. Yeah, yeah, a little bit further north from here. Yeah, the dog track. Yeah, yeah. Don't you and think? And the Denny's. Kofi's storyline is actually very similar to your storyline. You know, someone who is you know paying their dues for a long time and finally gets the payoff at the end. Yes. Why couldn't this? How be is you? that similar to mine? He got the payoff at the end. Oh wow. I'm just kidding. I uh, mean, th this is the thing that you've had. You've had title runs. Yeah, sure. So. I have. I have. And uh, I've. I've said this all morning. I go. Uh, Kofi and I have joked around about having a best of 500 series for years, <laughs> and it, it was a different time because. Uh, United States title and the Intercontinental title a bunch of times Kofi and I had pay-per-view match after pay-per-view match and TV match Raw and Smackdown leading to a pay-per-view match with no talking we rarely would talk about each other or have like an extra layer to the story or is there a reason we're fighting it was just sometimes he won once or twice I won and then we go to the pay-per-view match and it, and even then we had such fun and chemistry to we had a counter counter of counters and now we actually yeah. have a real thing where I go I I was explaining this earlier. I'm genuinely, I'm not lying when I say I'm jealous that Kofi got this. He has everyone behind him. He has the locker room behind him. But then he went above and beyond to get that Kofi mania. A real life thing happened to where people in the back are cheering for 
like, I want to be champion, but man, I can't wait for Kofi to win. This is great. Yeah. And I was out at the time. After a while, you don't even notice it around here. I think it's like. Yeah, you don't even notice that. Yeah. No, but I was out, and to get behind that and, and still be rooting for someone else, it's weird because we're all wanting ourselves to be the champion. This is a, it's a working set here where we're going here. That, that's how the ring gets built. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's how the chicken gets made or the There's sausage. Egg and the chicken. The egg and the chicken. What? Yeah. You, you love sausage, but you hate to see it get made. That's. That's it right there. Yeah, I want to the ask you about uh, uh, your match with Kevin Owens last weekend. Does the loss in 17 seconds help him more or hurt you more? Uh, I'm so hurt that the bleeding internally doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, no, I think that helps him. And uh, he was in a position the last couple weeks. I'm sorry, the last couple months wasn't doing too much. He was just being Kevin Owens and being around. Yeah. And I know that whether a lot of people out, out there are rooting for me or against me or don't care, that's fine. Uh, but to be part of a catalyst that sent him into a different direction, um, as much as it kills me, I was happy to be a part of it. And we could have done a 15-minute match two-thirds of the way through that pay-per-view where people were exploding through walls and going through tables. And it would have been okay and fine. That was a special moment for Kevin Owens. Mm. So I think that's better for the business and the company and the show. Have you thought about I mean, you're the best at selling. You are. Hands down, you're the best at selling. Have you thought about selling the stunner a la The Rock selling Stone Cold Stunner? There's something that in this day and age, I love getting yelled at. And I love ruining shows. <laughs> but I don't think that works now. And so... Getting your head taken off in a stunner and getting, I, I think the snap back or whatever crunches your chin, whatever, a real life thing that would happen. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to go watch those back, but in 2019 for Dolph Ziggler, that doesn't help the show. Mm. But you're so good at selling though. So good. So good that I knew to make the choice to not do that. Yes. That, that's, but honestly, that's actually a... a yeah, I'm, I'm giving you a pretty realistic breakdown. Like, you oh, are. That's funny. Yeah. But does that help Kevin Owens go on to, I don't know, fight somebody at SummerSlam? No. Yeah. What do you, like, if someone's coming up in the industry right now and wants to sell like you, what kind of advice do you have for them? Uh, don't be too good at it. It'll kill you off for 15 years. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, Billy Gunn gave me that advice when I was uh, in high school. Really? Uh, I, yeah. He goes, don't be too good at your job because then it, it, it'll, uh, it gives you a job, but then he, I don't know. There's something about it that it always puts you in a place. It always makes you a utility player, which is fantastic. But mm -hmm. if you have a chip on your shoulder, it crushes you, but it also makes you want to drive to be, I'm ready to go at all times. Well, we always have a spot for you, but it is not at the top. But also there's 59 other guys who aren't at the top, who, yeah. and 20 of them are sitting and catering. And you go, I'm very lucky to be here. I love doing what I'm doing. When my foot is in the door at all times, there's a chance for me to be like, hey, we need someone to fight for the title tomorrow. And out of nowhere, it could be Dolph. And at least one time in that match, the entire arena is going to believe that he's going to win. And no one yep. else in 20 years has lost as much as I have on TV and could actually pull it off and have everyone believe. And that's the story and that's the reality of it, that there's a reason I'm still around. Every time your music hits, I'm like, yes, it's Dolph's time. This is going to happen. Sorry. 
No. No, no, no. I, I, I'm excited. I, it's been a, few, it's been a few months and years since I used to be super angry and go out there and I, and I would be like, follow that and throw a case of water when I came back through Gorilla, knowing that like wow. I should be the champ, but I'm not. But uh, now I've gotten to a point where I, I know the deal. We all know the deal. It's gonna be awesome when I'm out there. If it's 10 seconds, it's 10 seconds. If it's 30 minutes, I'm gonna make it count. And I really, I had a cage match with Kofi Kingston, which is one of my favorite stories that I've told yeah. in 10 years. The end of that match, I like that. That was fun. And you idea can only that? do that with Kofi. I, a group of us put it together because we had a couple different ideas of how to end a cage match, and we've seen them all before, and they're great, and they make noise, and it's awesome, and it's fun, and everyone will go, yeah! But I go, with Kofi, he's something special to where we forget that he can do this crazy athletic stuff. Even though we're locked in a cage, we're not really showing it off because the story is getting out or us knowing each other so well. But to have him do something that no one else could practically do yeah. makes it that much more special, but also the story was there for it. So yeah. that is how you win. That's how you tell stories without just flipping around. Uh, is it like it feels like a new era as a fan here with Bischoff coming in for SmackDown, Heyman coming in for Raw. When do they start? You tell me. I don't know. I haven't seen him. Well, Bischoff was on Raw last night. Uh, SmackDown had a live event in Fort Myers that was very busy in the main event. No big deal. Well, he was out as part of Raw Reunion. Oh, not, so everybody yeah. was there. Okay. I don't, yeah, so so I don't know. He, maybe, had, maybe today. I don't know. I, you I don't know. I have no idea. I have not seen Bischoff. Really? Yeah. So this might happen sometime in the future? It has to, right? Well, Didn't they announced it was happening? SmackDown is coming to Fox, yes. Okay, yeah. I think that that's the idea. Is that the day that he starts? I, I, I bet he starts <laughs> before then. I don't know. You know. You know. Uh, I'll, you know. I'll uh, check my email. Yeah, you let me know. Yeah, you got a, you have an email too. account? Wow. Uh, it's an AOL account. Um. <laughs> Big D, little Z. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was made in 1989, but I just knew wow, what my fake name would be one day. I tweeted out that I was going to interview you, and you oh, started. Sick. You saw that, yeah. and then you started responding to all well, these we, people. We were in a little bit of Miami traffic in between appearances, so I, I was going to go, I'm going to answer these now and make you come up with some other questions. I wasn't actually going to answer no. or ask any of those questions. Fair enough. They were great questions, though. I believe you. A lot of questions about Ted the Cleveland Browns, though. Oh, great. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fellow Browns fan. No, I, I was explaining uh, to someone You got to hold else. this in front of your face. Yeah, Sorry. I was explaining to someone else that uh, yeah, you and I, I know you're a Canada guy, but Cleveland was where we first started talking, yeah. and we and Browns would always come up, anything Cleveland. I'm a huge fan of Cleveland, the people, the, t the teams, everything, and the fact that we hung around this long and we have the possibility of a winning season. Yes. It's pretty amazing. It's very exciting for all of Cleveland and anybody who is now starting to get behind the Browns, even if you're not a Cleveland guy. That's great. I, I mean, I lived in Cleveland for five years, so I'm a Browns fan yeah. through and through. It's kind of sad, though, that an 8-8 eight and eight season would be something we'd be like, guys, 8-8. Eight and eight. We would trade the Cavs <laughs> World Championship for 10-6, and six, I think. I think uh, we would trade yes. it and, and maybe a wild card and maybe win it, maybe not. We would tr we, the entire city of Cleveland would put it on the line, it's I so think. so sad. But, it's, but we've, been, you know, we've been through the thick and thin, and now we're ready to start raking yeah. it in. And, uh, we'll Baker see what and Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. This and, is going to uh, be good. I, I think it's going to be good no matter what. Whether they go 16-0 or 8-8 eight eight or whatever, I think the team is, uh, is going to have all of Cleveland behind them, and it's going to be so much more fun. We've had to sit through a lot of Sundays where you're excited till that game starts, and it's 14-3, 10 minutes in, and you go, 
where it's already over and your Sunday's ruined. Then you got to go to work on Monday. I'm more fascinated with everyone who comes to tailgate. Yes. And then 1 o'clock when the game starts, yeah. they pack up the truck and they drive. Going to, yeah, at home, the beers are, aren't are 15.50 a piece. That's no, for sure. that's true. I mean, I've heard. You mentioned uh, Billy Gunn giving you some advice. Who's been the person that's kind of given you the best advice throughout your WWE career? I've gotten a lot from Pat Patterson, who uh, has really, really been behind me a bunch uh, since I want to, I want to say eight or nine years, maybe longer. Uh, Arn Anderson has given me some great stuff that slips through the cracks a bunch. Uh, even John Laurinaitis, behind the scenes stuff, has uh, given me. Uh, there, there's a we're very lucky to have a lot of people here. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, TJ Wilson, yeah, uh, Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd is not only behind the scenes helping, knows everything there is to know about wrestling. And someone will go, "Hey, what did you do at uh, I don't know Slammiversary 2001?" And TJ will be like, "Well, actually, you fought Del Rio." And you know, and you're like, "Whoa, what?" Wow. So he knows that, and he has like that, like how Randy uh, Orton has it. It's like in his body and in his makeup to. To know what to do, to know psychology, to know to what works and what doesn't, and you mix that in with like maybe Seth Rollins and myself wanting to outdo each other, and you mix him in the mix, it makes it a, a, a match that will steal the show no matter what the situation. Yeah. So having him uh, working with all of us is it's it's a real gift for everybody. Is he is Tyson the one who's producing your matches these days? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. When I was doing some stuff with Seth uh, a couple months ago, we almost almost exclusively had him, uh, okay. which is great. But I don't think people realize how important that is to yeah. your to your match and the storytelling in your match. Yeah, we're we're lucky to have uh, a lot of people who are legends, Hall of Famers, whatever, and there's always something to be had from them. But uh, you know, even like last night, IRS was helping me with something backstage, and you're like, wow. oh, why didn't I think of that? And I'm someone who's cocky enough. I'm, all, I'm learning something every day, but I love being like, dude, who's better than me? Who's going to tell me what to do out here? This is my match. And then IRS says something afterwards, and you go, oh, God. So there's always something to learn from those guys, no matter who they are. And it is a huge difference to have that in-between to where Vince creates this show, and you have an in-between that helps you go, here's what we're going, and here's what we'd like to do. And you go, here's my take on it, and you put it together. And when you have all those voices going in, usually you come out with an awesome product. Well, I mean, you've been in here for 15 years. Is there someone that you still haven't worked with, or maybe you had a short program with them, and you'd like to do that over again? Man, I don't know. Uh... Like you've, you've really would, done it all. I would like to do something long-term with AJ yeah. uh, because he uh, – we got to do a couple different things, a couple live events, a couple shows to where him and I just said at the beginning, we're just going to go amateur wrestle at the beginning. So we just got to, like, roll around and put some cradles in and kind of lock each, test each other out and feel yeah. it out, much like how you would uh, 30 years ago when you were in separate locker rooms and you just go feel somebody out and see if they can go. And uh, even when I was called up the first time as the caddy, I, I didn't know Chavo Guerrero, and he like he goes, "You're an amateur wrestler, get in the ring," and he rolled around just to see like if I could go wow. or protect myself or be there, you know, with them. And it's uh, it's kind of a cool thing that not everyone here can do. So it's fun when you have things like that. Did you actually know anything about golf when you were the caddy? Oh my God, nothing. So here, my whole life, I played every sport there is, all of them. Uh, I mean, soccer didn't really count then. Uh, okay. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> but I played everything there was, and I get called up as. A, a guy who helps golfers and a cheerleader. I go, it's almost like that was the only two things left that involved sports in some extent that I had nothing to do. Like, astronaut would have been the only other one, but at least I knew what the <laughs> outfits were, you know, or something. 
and uh, I played everything, and, and I was so crushed uh, to do that. But it, it made the chip on my shoulder bigger because I go, I have to prove to everyone that I'm good at wrestling too now because I was in these jokey things. Yeah. Now I have to prove myself. Yeah. And I went from like two years of having Nikki Chance to like years of having Nikki Chance. But uh, <laughs> it, you have to overcome those things. It made me better. So I was telling someone earlier today, if I was like six foot five and a 10-time world champion, maybe I'd be phoning it in for real other than just saying I am because, oh, I'm going to be the champion anyway. Why do I care? This makes yeah. me want to go, I'm going to outdo you tonight no matter what spot I'm in. You famously said to me in an interview like six years ago that if you were six inches taller and weighed 30 pounds more, you'd be the five-time champion and back then five probably 10 now yeah but also yeah. i don't know that i would care as much i might be like oh, i'm gonna be fine either way so yeah, i'll yeah. just see you guys at work instead of sitting at home and watching a movie and going oh the way that guy shot got shot in the thigh i can make that work when someone kicks me in the stomach like and wow you tie do that, that in I, every time wow. i can't not do it so that's the part where you're always learning too it's not just wrestling stuff it's Someone, get, someone getting knocked out in a boxing match who fell through the ropes. We never see that. Maybe that should be happening sometime in a knockout. Wow. So you just, you're constantly trying to be different and better than everybody else that's actually, in a positive way. That's amazing that you're taking things from other elements and bringing it to wrestling. Well, yeah. you'd certainly do that with rock music. Uh, <laughs> you do? <laughs> certainly. Cer certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess rock music kind of counts. I, my, my pants always have some kind of cool Motley Crue yeah. tone to them or whenever I can. I'm going to see a Motley Crue and ACDC cover band. And this week at Joe's Grotto, what's no your, big deal. <laughs> what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, I don't know that I have one, but if I did, every once in a while I think about one that I would have. Uh, but I'd also want people to sing along because after a minute, you like you lose the novelty oh, of like yeah. having it, and you're like, oh, we're all gonna do four and a half minutes. Plus the interlude is like, no, no, no. Give me a minute to keep everyone rocking and then like cut it loose. I, I think what happens is so. people hear it's a song, they go, oh, that'll be good. Cool, and yeah. then Sweet, Caroline, great. Yeah. Okay, oh, there's seven more minutes? Like, nah, <laughs> this was fun. Or they'll go, let's see how good this guy is. Right. And oh. Then, oh, that, that third chorus, he's not really, he's kind of losing it now and he lost the crowd. Like, you just want to uh, have like nothing but a good time by Poison, and they're like, nothing but a good time. I'm like, yeah, right, guys? And then you walk up the stage, and then just go, always leave them wanting more. Old Hollywood that's trick. Great. That's great. That's always. You, that's that's the, that's a wrestling trick, that's too, That's why I did a 17-second match last yeah. week. Always want them leaving more. Or leave them wanting more. Either way you want to word it. Which is, I said it wrong. Yeah. Yep, definitely. But I appreciate that you set always. me up to say yeah. it right to camera. I planned that. I wrote it down on my good cards. Team. Like Laurel it? and Hardy. Yeah, I wrote it down. There it is right there. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Huh. Huh. See it? All right. Cash residual check for much music. What's that? <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, you see the cash residuals I got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last A couple of toonies coming your way? Wow. Great Canadian joke Thank there, Thank you. Well, I'm getting ready for my big Toronto wow. show, DZ and Friends, the night before SummerSlam. No big deal. After NXT, at the rec room, SummerSlam Eve, DZ and Friends, there's always tons of surprise guests, comedians, skits, and a couple of super kicks. Rec room's a great venue, too. I've never been there. I'm very excited for it. Oh, you're going to love it. Last interview, we talked about, uh, I mentioned my girlfriend and referred to her as the current girl. <laughs> got and a then lot I referred to her as that, I believe. Yeah, I got a lot of flack for that. I yeah. know, but Sorry. I feel like Elena's that was her all name. good fun. Hi, honey. So whoever this one is, too, seems very nice. <laughs> oh, no, wow. I just, uh, she's here. I, so we were having some good fun, and clearly that was fun. But yeah. you're allowed to get flack. Tell everyone to, to chill out a little bit. You can bit, tell maybe. them that. Yeah, everybody current chill girl's out. Current girl's great. Yeah, right? she's great. And she's still the current girl, which is pretty. It's better, like uh, The longest relationship I can think of was probably like however long a lap dance is. 
So wow. I can't think of anything that long. Congratulations. So you, pick, you pick longer songs. Yeah, you I'm always yeah. go with something really long. Yeah, like uh, Maggot Brain or something like 20 minutes long. Something, anything by Zeppelin. That's how you get it. Do the bank for your buck. 20 bucks cash plus tip? Come on, I'm getting eight minutes. <laughs> you also tweeted that 2025, you're going to be done with wrestling. I thought that was a great joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Technically, I'd be inaugurated in 2020. Oh, yeah, you're being the president. Three. Yeah, I forgot you're running for president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, 2025. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just signed an 11 year deal, 11 year, three month deal. Amazing. Like uh, you probably heard about last week. Of course. And uh, so 2025, I'm going to ask for a little time off just to do a little bit of running and hopefully a big contribution from the big man upstairs. Yep. God? Oh, Vince. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What was the, it was leave them wanting more. Always. Old, always, always leave, leave them, them wanting, more. wanting more. They even made a Seinfeld episode about it to where oh, that's right. George gets a laugh and goes, that's it for me. Right. And he leaves. Like, yeah, it's then true. That, we'll do that right now. All right. Yeah, so. That's it for us. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in yeah. with uh, Chris Van Vliet and uh, Dolph Ziggler. I hope you got some good stuff today. And uh, yeah. even if you didn't, it was free. So, you know. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. That's it for us. Well, there you have it. Another great chat with Dolphin Ziggles. Uh, It's always great to see him. I don't know if he's okay with me calling him that, but hey, I just did anyway. I don't disagree with him that if he was six inches taller when he broke in, you know, he's been in the WWE now for 15 years. If he was six foot four and, you know, 260 pounds, he probably would be a 10-time champion. Although he has the skill to be a 10-time champion and things are changing a lot now. It's a different time. Uh, Maybe he will get another title run. He certainly deserves another title run before he goes into all of his other careers and all the other chickens he's catching. Uh, Thanks to Green Roads. Use the code Chris15 to get 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. Also, thank you to Samson Technologies for making us sound so good on the podcast as we officially turn one month old tomorrow. The YouTube videos, they're going to continue, but the podcast, well, they're going to continue too, but it's been so cool being able to do both and being able to amalgamate the two. Even though, well, we're, you know what I mean. It's the same audio, different places. I'm loving it though. Um, if you're listening to this right now, please take a screenshot and let me know you're part of the conversation. Take a screenshot, tag me on Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook. If you're still using Facebook, do people still use Facebook? I don't know. You tell me. You can also tell me on Twitter and Instagram who I should talk to next. If you don't follow me, it's just my name, at Chris Van Fleet. Let's be friends on there. Have a great day. If you're going to SmackDown in Miami, which is where we did this interview with Dolph before the show, I will see you there.